One of the comments that I had heard from, from one of the uh, uh, reporters at that time, which of course were all male except for Ann Doyle, which was very supportive of our program, was that women belong in the kitchen cooking and not out on the basketball court. Well, I, it, right at that same day, to that reporter, invited him to come into the women's locker room. I encourage all young women to just have a bunch of self-confidence and also know your craft. There is nothing better than being prepared, being educated, and being confident, and that is what will make any woman succeed in any um, arena, but in particularly in sports. So first we have Hiring Up with Ann Doyle. Now, I'll start with this. Ann Doyle is a veteran, a pioneer, as well as a leader. And actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ann, Ann, correct me if I'm wrong, you were one of the first women allowed in a sports locker room to do post-game interviews. That's correct. That's what I thought. 1979. Um, and she is actually here with her co-host, Monica Doyle, who's our millennial perspective. Um, so this podcast, Powering Up with Ann Doyle, is a cross-generational, cross-cultural conversation about women in power. You can subscribe to the Powering Up with Ann Doyle podcast on all major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, etc. So at this time, I'm going to turn it over to Ann and Monica, and they're going to conduct um, their interview with two women leaders here in the Metro Detroit area. Thank you, Robin. Hi, everybody. I hope we're going to have some fun here. Welcome to Powering Up. We are recording this episode, so it will be played and can be heard really anywhere in the world. Um, but uh, I am Ann Doyle, and powering up, uh, we call it a cross-generational conversation about leadership and power through a female lens. And uh, I am the author of a book called Powering Up, How America's Women Achievers Become Leaders. And my co-host, Monica Doyle. Um, I, so I'm Monica Doyle. Um, we're recording live from Le Petit Dejeuner. Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's a, the second annual Detroit Podcast Festival. And we are in front of a live audience. Hi, everybody out there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you. Hey, how many of you are sports fans out there? All right. And hey, how many of you are watching the Women's World Cup soccer? Aren't they doing awesome? You know, well, we thought as a tribute to um, the incredible USA women's soccer team that, you know, they're not only defending their world championship, they are going for their fourth World Cup. And on top of that, at the same time, they are suing USA Soccer for, of course, gender discrimination. So we're here to talk about sports. And we have with us, and what do we call it? What do we call in this episode? Oh, we're calling this episode In the Game, because um, we are talking to two lovely ladies involved in sports today. We have um, Ellen Hill, 
uh, Zerang, is that correct? Um, and she is part of the Gen X generation. Um, in her 17th season with the Tigers, she is now overseeing all functions of the Major League Baseball team's marketing and promotions, as well as the team's um, branding strategy. Um, yeah, here, I want to introduce Sue. <laughs> Hi, oh, do you have a microphone there? Hi, Ellen. I do not. There you go. Hi, Ellen. <laughs> we know you have to be at Tiger Stadium in just a little while, which is why we got to go first. So let me also introduce our other guest. Our other guest is Sue Krzyzewski Hardy. And any of you who are Detroiters and have been sports fans might know this name because Sue Krzyzewski is a Hall of Fame basketball coach who really helped shape and define women's sports in Michigan and nationally in the late 1970s and 80s. And, um, and that was a time really when female athletes got very little respect and very little money. So. Um, you know, uh, she was a winning um, Detroit high school coach when Dick Vitale, you might know that name, Dick Vitale brought her to the University of Detroit to start the Lady Titans basketball program. And Sue, you know, you, um, you went 18-3 and three in your very first season, and that was the time, I was a reporter at that time covering it, and I remember that the University of Michigan wouldn't even play your team. So tell us a little bit about how you got off to such a strong start with women's basketball at the college level when other universities were using athletic funds to fight Title IX. Well, the difference that I had is that I had an athletic director, Dick Vitale, that wanted me to come start the program. We sat down one day and he said, what do I have to do to convince you to leave your successful high school program and come to build our program at the University of Detroit. And I said, if I'm going to do that, I want equal. I said, I want from you equality with your men's team. So I want the same locker room that you built. I want scholarships, 15 of them, and I want money to travel and to recruit with. And he said yes to that, and so I went. And that was really the reason we were so, so successful right at the beginning. We had the money and the funding to do it. And um, where did you get those players? Where did you get athletes that you were playing a brand of basketball? No one else, very few teams at women's basketball were playing right there. Yes, uh, we had a pretty exciting team. And most of my kids that came on those beginning teams were coming right from the city of Detroit. Uh, they were being given the opportunity to have athletic scholarships, get an education, and play basketball. And they were superior because they had learned how to play out in the streets. And, uh, <laughs> and they were playing with the boys. and They were playing they with were, the boys. Right? And we played these other teams, these other college teams, and those college teams didn't know it hit them. Uh, so we were successful right at the beginning because I'm very proud of those ladies. They did a magnificent job for us. And I just want to mention the other incredible highlight from that time, which was shocked everybody, was that you filled U of D Stadium with a crowd of 15,000 people at a time when, I mean, there were very few people watching women's basketball. How'd you do that? What was that? Well, once again, we had tremendous uh, support from the city of Detroit. We uh, were on radio, TV, brought in some of the best teams in the nation, and uh, people responded to that. They said, okay, this is our team. This is our Detroit team. And they came, and we 
responded to them by playing and um, and and winning some of those games with some of the top teams in the nation for three years. Fifteen thousand spectators was unheard of, and so that that and I don't think it's been done since really. And the last quick point I want to make is I recall that you let men in your locker room, isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> one one of the comments that I had heard from from one of the uh, uh, reporters at that time, which of course were all male except for Ann Doyle, which was very supportive of our program, was that women belong in the kitchen cooking, and not out on the basketball court. Well. I, in, right at that same day, to that reporter, invited him to come into the women's locker room, uh, which, you know, the woman couldn't go into the men's locker room, so I said, we're going to be a little different here. We'll let you come in and talk and do whatever you want in our locker room. Just cover my team. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Well, that is fantastic. It was great to hear from you, Sue. Ellen, I am very interested in your position because I'm really passionate about uh, women working with you know, men's professional teams. There's plenty of roles for us to play. Could you tell a little bit about how you ended up with your job um, and some of the hurdles that you might have faced? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And this is wonderful and a great opportunity for us to celebrate women in sports. So thanks to both of you. Um, so I, uh, if you went back to my, I graduated from Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you asked any of my college friends who most likely end up in sports, I would be the last person on the list. <laughs> So my opportunity to get into sports happened because of networking. It was my first boss out of college, a woman by the name of Jackie Vaughn, who owned Vaughn Marketing Consultant several years ago, a promotion special events agency. But I stayed in contact with Jackie. I worked for Jackie, then I worked in radio, and then um, Jackie ended up working with the Detroit Tigers as they were moving into Comerica Park. And they were at that time, they were looking to diversify, I believe, you know, their work staff. And they wanted to make sure that their work staff reflected the city of Detroit. And so the opportunity came. She said, Ellen, you should apply for this job at the Detroit Tigers as the marketing manager. And I was like, no way. I don't know anything about sports. And she said, no, really. And so what was fortunate for me at the time was that I was able to bring with me my experiences um, working in radio and marketing personalities and events and that's really what they needed because at that time as they're moving into Comerica Park that was the dawn of all these amazing sports venues so no longer was it just a basketball court or a baseball field it was the Tiger Den it was the the dawn of sports and entertainment venues where you were going for experience so my experience in radio I think lent itself to my getting the job at the Detroit Tigers that's amazing yeah I'm very impressed um, so with uh, with your work, do you see more women being involved behind the scenes in professional sports? So on my level, there's not as many as I would like to see, but what I am very, very excited about is that on the, um, the manager, coordinator, and intern level, I'm seeing so many young women. And what's even more brilliant and spectacular about that is that they are prepared, they are sharp, and they are working hard. And so I believe in the next coming years, we're really gonna see a lot more women in sports. You know, for all of your success, uh, I'm sure it is very, very rare to have a woman still in an executive role in a major uh, professional sports team. So um, I'm sure you've had discrimination uh, from a gender point of view, perhaps from a racial point of view. Um, would you, um, is that true? <laughs> and uh, one, how have you overcome it? How do you deal with it? 100%. You have no idea how many meetings I've walked into prepared and then the, the gentleman across me says, so we'll get started when your boss gets here. 
So that happens. It doesn't happen as much anymore, I think, probably because I've been in the business for so long. But um, it, it is difficult. And as an African-American woman in sports, particularly in Major League Baseball, I am kind of special, kind of unique. But I am thrilled to say that I know that our organization, the Illich organization, the Detroit Tigers, we are committed to finding young women and African-Americans because we really want to make sure that our organization is reflective of the city of Detroit and actually, you know, the way that the world is trending right the world is trending that we need to be more inclusive and to be more representative so I'm excited about the future I really am and, and I hope you get that team going okay you know, yeah <laughs> in about a few minutes I'm getting heading out of here because at uh, 110 we've got a game so after breakfast everybody head over to Comerica Park and see the Tigers take on the Nationals so before you head out um, I would like to actually ask both of you um, what advice do you have for young women looking to break into a career in sports I in particular am very interested in this I'm very passionate about hockey coaching and behind the scenes so I would love to hear from either of you on this subject well the thing is you have a whole lot of people out there that women that are involved in the sports world right now that will be willing to network and help you and those are the people you have to contact. Uh, they will turn into the right people. I think that one of the things we have to think about is that um, we can do it. Women can be at the table. And once we start to dispel that, it's special because Ellen is an African-American woman, executive, Major League Baseball. As soon as we stop, to start, stop saying that that's special and saying that's what it should be. And that I encourage all young women to just have a bunch of self-confidence and also know your craft. There is nothing better than being prepared, being educated, and being confident. And that is what will make any woman succeed in any um, arena, and particularly in sports. One other point is believe in yourself. That's the number one thing. Believe you can do it, and it will get done. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sue Krzyzewski, Hardy Hall of Fame basketball coach, trailblazing women in sports, and another trailblazer in women in sports, uh, a Gen X who's with us, Ellen Hills-Zerang, Vice President of Marketing for the Detroit Tigers. Thank you for everything that you've done and for being with us in front of a live audience here at Le Petit Dejeuner restaurant in downtown Detroit. All right, I'm Monica Doyle. And I'm Ann Doyle, and we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast. And uh, we're all rooting for the women's soccer team, USA Women's Soccer, to win another Fourth World Cup. Okay, everybody, let's all go. Power up! Thanks for joining us at Powering Up. We hope you'll subscribe and share us with your network. Monica and I always love to hear from you through the Powering Up Women Facebook page or at LDR on Twitter. And remember, power is the currency for getting things done. Claim yours and put it to work. <laughs>